the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 319 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right, we're calling it losing it for more than just the match itself. This team does seem to be losing it altogether this year uh, for several reasons, and we are definitely going to get into that throughout this episode. Definitely going to look forward to hearing from you guys as well. We'll talk about the game. We'll break it down. We'll also talk about our next matchup with RSL. We'll cover some playoffs, uh, potentials, uh, magic numbers, say goodbye to some teams and hello to others. But it's on. Of course, we've got Tony and we've got Araceli with us tonight. Bam is a bit under the weather. Show your love for Bam. Uh, hoping he gets back on pretty soon. But yeah, he's not going to be on with us tonight. You never know. You might see him in the chat anyway, though. That being said, let's get into this. Let's go for it. I know you're all mad. I know you're all hurting on this one. There's there's a lot to unwrap these matches. Of course, let me talk to my crew here. Araceli, how are you doing late night right now? I'm actually doing fairly well, despite the result last night being a gut punch. Not going to lie, that was a very tough watch. Um, aside from all of that, as you guys kind of already know, with MLS Next Pro, our playoffs begin tomorrow night. So this whole week has just been nothing but prep, um, just nonstop crying, really, from the whole team. So I'm looking forward to finally getting some sleep next week. <laughs> that works and we hope you do for sure for sure i know of course our lac2 season is done right it's over now um and we're gonna see what the rest of the league's gonna do with it um so now full focus goes on to this side the, the senior side and, and it's woes excuses and all the other fun stuff uh tony how are you doing today doing pretty well tired from last night um disappointed like all of you guys are of the showing and the result that we got got punched, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, the, as we'll talk about soon, but the best moment that I kind of loved and kind of wish happens more often was the stadium, just full embracing the supporter culture of just how loud we can be. If the whole stadium falls through with us, it was beautiful. Uh, it was beautiful after we we thought we scored a, a goal um, was when it went off and it was beautiful. I hope we get that pregame, no matter what the score, you know, have those moments where everybody jumps in and fully engages. I think that's a next stage kind of moment. Um, let's hope it builds. That's for sure. We have plenty of chances that are easy to catch. So down the line, let's get there. Of course, we got to earn it as well. Right. We got to get ourselves to a point where that's something to expect. Uh, so that that's that um, going into the match. Of course, we know we were <laughs> all had that attitude of man, two straight games, zero zeros, bore us to death. We get the tactics. We see the tactics. They make sense. I get it, except you're not scoring. And that's the bigger issue going into this match. Also, you know, we've, we wasted away a bunch of opportunities to lift trophies. And this is kind of the last one before the actual MLS ones show up. Um, and so, yeah, this was our last hurrah for the international stage uh, and and one that we could truly battle at. Um, looking at where Tigres was at, um, 
how their season was going and how they've been strong routinely and talked about being a, one of the big clubs in Mexico. They're, they're right about that. The posturing was correct. Um, Guignac is Guignac, right? The whole squad, you know, goalkeeper, again, they're solid all the way through, and, and, and we all saw that. I will say this before I reveal the lineups and talk about the lineups. The fight was right from our guys. I'll say that from the very beginning. Uh, their approach early was the way you have to play against a team like this, especially with a referee that's going to swallow the whistle. Um, you can't get bullied out of it like we have in past tournaments. So that made sense. Now let's talk about who made it into the lineup. Uh, going for Tigres, some listed it as a 3-4-3, others listed it as a 4-4-2, um, depending on moments. I'll go with the 4-4-2 that we saw when they would drop back. Uh, Guzman, of course, was in goal, character that he is. Reyes and Pesado were their center backs. Angulo and Aquino uh, were their outside backs. Central midfield was controlled by uh, Gorian and uh, Carioca. And their outside midfielders were Quinones and Linus. Of course, up top was Cordova and uh, Guignac, making a formidable lineup. Uh, formidable lineup. Our side, honestly, I felt was probably the strongest we could have gone with at the moment. It made sense to me. Uh, Crepeau was in goal, of course, with Keelini and Long anchoring the back line. Experience winning the day is the thought. Palacios and Hollingshead, our strongest outside backs, got the start. Uh, midfield was Sanchez, Bogus, and Acosta. With up top, Vela in the middle, Olvera and Buanga on the outside wings. Of course, interchangeable, taking time to go out there. Sometimes Vela and Buanga were on the same times at moments with Olvera drifting in or Bogus drifting high, which I thought was a really, really nifty move a few times that almost paid off for us. Uh, but this is probably the most dynamic uh, lineup I think we could have gone with from the, from, from the get-go. Um, I'll, I'll throw this one back to you, Tony, your thoughts on the starting lineup for both sides. It was what you expected, you know, with us, the rest of what we were leading up to it. Like that's the, that's the lineup that we feel is going to win us the game. 99.9% of the time, as you see, there's other factors that go along with it and other things that need to be changed. And with uh, Tigres, it's the same thing. It's like as much, we'll get into it later, but that's always their lineup is day in and day out. Those players, maybe with the change of one person because of a yellow card accumulation, red card, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the people you see on Tigres every every game, day in, no matter what cup it is or what like regular season series it is for them. That's what you expect. So it was a good lineup for both ends. So it was kind of, Fun to see where we matched up with a very uh, competitive team for overall that wins championships over and over and over, as you know. And it it really was our best versus their best. Now, knowing Tigres, they can go 15 deep, and you're not going to really notice a big drop-off. It's just how they're built. Um, they are a juggernaut. We knew that going in. But as the game plays itself out, as it kicks off, as the first half goes, as rough as it is, in other games where we would turtle, right? We would we would get bullied. We would be crying to the referee, what the hell, man? What's going on here, right? We'd see the cry fest, and we get dominated. Instead, we gave it back, especially Chiellini. I, I really did enjoy uh, seeing those moments where he would destroy a guy and then hug the guy next to him two seconds later playing the mind games. Um, it was needed from him. Uh, it was necessary. The hits were proper both sides. At the point when we realized it would be as open and crazy as it was, the guys stepped up for it and played for it. 
uh, Tony, I'm going to go to you for your first half highlights. What were the most that stood out the most to you? Um, the most that stood out to me was just the overall, like there, it was a very tactical game, very high press tactical game. But <clears throat> the one thing that was very adamant and it plays a factor into it, it's still not an excuse, but it plays a very big factor was um, the center official lost the game in the first 15 oh, minutes. Yeah. And that, be, and not just because we were saying lost the game, it was the first half of refereeing is different than what happened in the second half. But overall, we've had so many opportunities. We were pressing them as well as they were pressing us and getting through it. But it's going to fall back no matter what is there was too many missed opportunities to finish first third second third we have it you know what i mean but once it gets to the final third there's something that's not connecting a in our players or b in touches or it could be maybe the young the youngins are not develop enough to know what to do in those moments because it happens but that is the opportunity where we could have both of us put the game away early and none of the two, but again, shout out to both goalkeepers for doing what they needed to do, especially our defense. Our defense was immaculate. Like it was perfect. It was what we expect from when we saw our lineup in the beginning of the season of our defense of who we got. This is what you expect because Keelini made a proper saves and everything like that. That so, slide tackle that he did in the first half where exactly. most guys would, would bumble through and you'd, you'd be out of the game somehow just barely gets that toe in there, makes the move, looks clean, moves on. Uh, outstanding play. Uh, Max's save in the first half, upper corner. Um, that one good chance they had, um, he stood up. I mean, he flew on that play. Uh, Ilya getting into the mix. There are times where Acosta got, got nasty at times. Olvera, I know we're going to talk about the missed opportunity, but that guy was everywhere. Uh, they they really could not handle him. We saw Overa change, I, I think, into a different player for us in this game. He seemed to thrive off of the physical hard play more than the softer play of our own league. He seemed to enjoy it, you know, and really get under their skin. Uh, Palacios as well. Y you can kind of tell there's an edge with Palacios where he actually does like the back and forth. And we get more from him, and then you think of well, I mean, he's he's international and qualifiers in, in South America are pretty wild sometimes. He's built for it, you know. Those guys have that grinder mentality. Other guys, you know, didn't didn't seem to to enjoy it so much. I to me, first half Buanga wasn't quite Buanga. At least I thought that um, it was a little bit less from him than I would expect. Um, Vela did what he could, but you know, sometimes the play moved way way quicker than him um, at times. And, and the physicality was a little beyond uh, where he was at. But overall, you know, if you're going to match up against Tigres, this is Tigres, uh, you did. You did exactly what you needed to do in that first half to, to survive and even give yourself an opportunity, which, of course, the golden one was was Olvera, right, Tony? Um, yeah, it was Olvera. It was two, but one is was he didn't, but the overall one is he kind of, as some people I saw on Instagram and Twitter, is he pushed square instead of X, instead of circle? <laughs> the FIFA, the FIFA crowd, as we all are playing the the replacement, right? The the mm -hmm. uh, EAFC replacement with no Liga MX. What kind of crime is that? Um, 
I know, right? Can't put Ginyak on our team. What, what the hell? I'm um, just saying. But, yeah, he just didn't get that. that he hit it square, man. He did. Uh, he didn't get any any angle on the shot. He didn't, he didn't get any curve, no spin, and did what it did. Of course, the speed of the play, I think, probably dictated that a bit. But that was the first half. I mean, absolutely, you know, dreadful officiating, a bit of a bloodbath. As I'll say this, if the referee is bad, if he's bad for both, we're okay. <laughs> right? If he's bad even, he's bad even. Um, and get through it. If you're if if it's not even, then we that's when you have the big issue. But he was pretty bad even in that first half. Second half, like Tony says, I think we got a different referee. Um, it feels, which as a player, how you know that adjustment's impossible, right? In one case, it's okay to hammer a guy and you just keep playing. In the second half, you hammer him and you're going to get a yellow card. Or even a call that wasn't even going to be a call in the first half. How, how do you play the game? How do you how do you change your game that quickly? Like, oh, okay, well, the second half is a second game. It, it's impossible. I'm not making excuses for getting a red card, but... What do you expect from these guys, both sides? And you could see the frustration from both sides in this. What was the point? You can't you can't switch it up. If this is the game you've created for it, you have to follow through in the second half. And and all of a sudden now he wants to be, you know, on the up and up. Bizarre. I'll throw it to you, Tony, for the second half. Highlights, lowlights, and madness, because it, it was mad. And honestly, the highlights of the like in the like we were talking about the yellow cards, it's Palacio getting the yellow in the in the 52nd minute and then the 63rd minute which he finally got his second yellow for the red and unfortunately it was a very like the brisk of a touch and like being the final third of the field it's gonna again we would have seen that and would have been like okay maybe a foul or no call and an argument but we had two two tales of two different referees and that's what happened is he got the red and I so being in the stadium again, I don't know RSLA watching it from the highlights and everything. You could see it automatically. We saw red, but from the stadium, from where I was, I didn't even know Palacio had a red. I didn't even know there was a red card. And we had 10 <laughs> players on because after that, the team played like they still had 11 players on the field. We played with heart and guts, and it was crazy to see that you didn't even notice that how well they were playing. I didn't even notice, or maybe other people in the supporter section didn't notice that. Plus, he was out, you know, because we were just you were, going hard. You weren't alone in that. I mean, I saw it. I, I knew what was happening in the play. But I can tell you, the guys next to me, I'm not going to name names. Love you guys. They looked at me when they got the red card. And they're like, yeah, we got an advantage. And I said, what advantage? It's now equal. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you didn't you didn't see it. I guess they were so into, you know, the active that they, mm -hmm. they kind of lost it. Also, Let's just say this right now. The stadium announcing the, about the game itself was was non-existent. Mm -hmm. It was almost like watching a high school match where you just kind of guessed, what, what did he call? What, what was happening here? Is there something under review? We were all a little clueless as to what the ref was actually doing out there and what cards were going where and who were getting cards because the announcements were, were, I don't know, out of time, out of touch. Even so, even so, where we talk about the, the next horrible situation, nobody knew for 10 minutes when it happened. They didn't get it. Mm -hmm. 
back yeah. to you, Tony. Um, let's just break into it. It was the goal, like the goal that was not the goal. <clears throat> Sorry for my throat, of course. I'm screaming my lungs out. I'm gonna be a little bit hoarse from it. So um it was off a of dead paw, and then you have a series of passes that give a go to ended up with Buanga in the in the final third, finishing it, putting us ahead, celebrating, and no one even in the stadium understood what, what happened. Some people didn't even realize until you actually looked at the scoreboard that they disallowed the goal because of a technicality. Now the technicality was there was the ball was still moving. If you look at the replay, the ball was moving 100%, not enough to affect the play. It was more of a just a, one quick little touch to the side. Keely passes it, the play moves on. Uh, you had, but the thing is, is if you watch it, you had Tigres players arguing with the ref, being like, yo, it moved, like it's you should call it back. And, he's, and the ref kind of goes, you know, play on, no, doesn't matter. Like it's not anything valuable. And then we get the goal and that's calls it back because of the technicality. And then you see us arguing, like, what the hell, what's going on, like, and everything. So it was, it was dumb officiating. I understand if it was VAR, but never, I don't even know if it went to VAR, but this is what we had to deal with. And mind you, yes, that put us ahead and may have killed us, but we were still going strong because there was one more red card and it was a rightful red card and a good play by the tears player. You know, he messed up. He had to do it. Yeah. He had to do he it. To yeah, do Pat. It. Bongo yeah. would have been one on one, and that would have been the goal. Fouled him, get the red card, and we're down 10 10. And unfortunately, it goes to penalty kicks. And the only thing I I understand why McCarthy was subbed in, and that was the right move. But I kind of want to see Max, you know, see how he does in penalty kicks. I know he's not the penalty specialist, and, and McCarthy is because he did guess right on most of the balls. That were shot at him and that's 100 the thing and it's like and anywhere in the whole world you see that usually the secondary keeper is the penalty specialist even in the bigger clubs but i kind of want to see max moving forward to try to see where he is at with penalty kicks and i love mccarthy not saying like he's our savior but we just can't always have mccarthy be our savior when it comes to penalty kicks or even put ourselves in that position to do that you know and I don't think it was ever a debate whether Max was going to take PKs or not. I don't think it was. You saw his reaction after the game. He was angry because of the, the fight with, with Paul on the sideline. But it was pure support for McCarthy after it. His frustrations were the, the, the in, insanity going on on the sideline, not the fact that he got taken out of the game. It seemed like he was in full support of it, like he expected it. Now, mind you, Max is coming back from a serious injury. It could have been a career ender if things went just a little bit off one angle or more. He's been on a laid off for a while. He's back in the game. And yes, in the flow of the game, he's great. And he's made some amazing saves, but we are not in training. We do not know what's going on with him on penalties and how he's feeling, how his timing is going in those. Um, what I do know is that he's confident in his, in his backup and his partner to be the one to take them. And it has worked before. So we can second guess it, or we can figure that this was something that was going to happen no matter what. Um, it was even mentioned when we won MLS Cup that that they were getting him ready to come in anyways for that one as a specialist. Because if you are the backup goalkeeper, 
you don't have a whole lot to do during the game. You train, you specialize, you get ready to be that guy that steps up if necessary. But you've got time on your hands to be the guy to study, right? To put that work in and to know. From an old goalkeeper's perspective, I can say that 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 Mac, three out of the four shots did go the right direction. They got lucky on one where they scraped the bar. There's not much he could have done. Those shots were pretty much exactly where you need to put them to get it away from the goalkeeper. And I don't care who's in the net. Their guy could have been in the net on those shots. You're not getting there. Am I wrong in this, Tony? But it looked like the angle of the ones that went in, they're going in no matter who's in the net. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. It was like the one on top, it was literally scraped on the bottom of the bar in the right way. And the other ones was inches from hand, from McCarthy's hands. And you don't even know if it touches McCarthy's hands. It's still like ricochets in or, you know, comes out. It's one yeah. of those things. But at the end of the day, it's a bad penalty taken by Hollings head. Again, if you're going to take a, a middle yeah. one, don't Terrible. make it look so obvious. obvious. Mm-hmm. And... Who was the other one that missed? Uh, oh, Tillman. Tillman with Tillman. The, yeah, which was weak as well. Mm-hmm. So they're weakly taken PKs. I mean, mm-hmm. that's your story. You know, I never put it on a goalkeeper in a PK, man. Like they're trained. You saw how he played it. He wasn't lost on it. Your job is to try to steal one. In their case, they stole two. Right which that goalkeeper has a tendency to do that, right? He's that long history of that. It's who he is. He's, he's a character. He feeds off of these things, um, which is great. McCarthy has a history too, guys. A lot of you guys are walking around with rings because of it. That's simple. Um, so they went with that. What bothers me more again, I think substitutions were off. They seemed off to me. Who's coming in? Who's coming out? Crossdev, I guess, is in a black hole. I don't get it. it. To me, it's more management of match. I won't say it's fight because fight was there. We lost some PKs. We've lost six important matches this year. Some for cups, some for bragging rights. But every time we've been put in a pressure situation this year where it was a considered a must win, we did the exact opposite. This one was the most competitive of them. The others were were embarrassing, to be honest. Uh, so that, to me, is where we're really at. Results are results. That's why we're here. You can dance beautifully, but if you fall, you fall. And they fell. And they fell in every test. Right? Check the box. In every test, when you test the character of a team, what they are, who they are, we failed every test this year. I have no other way to say it, but that at the end of the day is where we're at. This team has failed for the season. They have a chance, right? They have to go to MLS or bust as if that's easy to do with a team that is not as strong as last year's version. And that's where we're at right now. And we should be angry. Y'all should be angry. You should be demanding more. We should expect more. And that's where I sit. Tony? Um, This was, again, the best. 
showing of how we're going to be in the playoffs because if you know Tigres' history, they don't win in regular seasons. They get into the playoffs, they get themselves set up, and then they go on deep runs either to the finals, semis, or win it all. And to see what we could handle it, we did well. But it's going to go back to, I again, the broken record going through this since the beginning of the season when we were <laughs> flying. Finishing in the third half in the final moments is a very big, big missed opportunity at the moment. And I don't know what it is in training and everything and stuff like that. And also the other thing is, I think we have to also bring up as well as Tigres again, played a match against Monterey the weekend before, you know, yeah, they had the same match and it was the same players that started in that match that started this game. So it's also going to come back to conditioning and what's moving forward and trying to get our players in better condition. Cause it's like, I don't all right we have to I think this would be a perfect time for Joseph to cut me in as soon as I say this is yes MLS plays on a certain salary cap but you can't keep blaming it on a loss every time you lose a cup final to a Mexican side and I leave it to Joseph on that because this is all right so let's launch in the last three winners of this tournament. Tony, how many of them from the League of Mekis? The last three. One. Zero. Oh, I was gonna say zero in the last three. You yes, gotta go but... four back to get to, to, to yeah. Tigress. Four back. But the last three, and of course, it didn't happen during the pandemic. Yes, yeah, since the pandemic, a Mexican team has not won this until now. Okay. So Atlanta United 2019 beat America. I'm sure the budget's a lot higher for America. Uh, Columbus Crew, 2-0 Cruz Azul in 2021. I'm pretty sure the budget between Columbus Crew and Cruz Azul is like this, right? And then Atlas loses to New York City FC, 2-0. I didn't hear any cries about salary caps. Nothing. What I did see is team's dynamic in their approach of the match not getting caught behind on the plays and being a little more pragmatic about their approach in a long season when they had to play a lot of tournaments. I'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm tired of the excuse, man. I get it. I get it. But you have to find a way. And if you're the underdog, play like the underdog. Get in there. Get ugly. Right? Ask the Sounders who, oh yeah, they, they were the defending CCL champions. Do they claim about budget and cry about budget? No, they lifted a cup. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of hearing about it. We know about it. We don't like it. But you have to find a way. Because others have before you. And if you want to cry about budget, tell me why we don't have three top NDPs. It's there. You just chose not to. So don't cry to me about the money. Because you could have spent more this year. Am I wrong, Tony? You're not wrong. Like we saw that third DP spot available and nothing's come of it. And I don't know if it's like, um, I don't know if it's like we're looking for the right person to put it in or someone wasn't available. There's some talks that we didn't see, but 
it's available and unfortunately the uh, roster lock is active and we can't bring anybody in no this is it for this year and some will leave it next year and then you got to do something special again and maybe they'll expand dps next year that's a big rumor are you going to use all of them <laughs> we aren't doing it now um it would have been nice but here we're here you know like i said be pragmatic with what you have figure it out that's why they pay you the big bucks not us that's what we need from you so there goes that with my thoughts uh Araceli, i know i've been ranting forever i'm going to throw it back to you you got to see the second half um and how this thing the dramatic portions of this match uh your impressions of the match and your impressions overall of <laughs> what's happened this <laughs> Uh, I mean, there, there's definitely a lot to unravel here. Um, uh, obviously, I can't really speak too much to the first half because I didn't really get a chance to tune in until about the 60th minute, which I guess was a, a good thing in a sense from based on what everything that I'm hearing. Um, but I mean, overall, it, it's one of those games that you wanted to see LAFC win at least, considering everything that's happened this season. I mean, we can easily go back to the very beginning and try to pinpoint exactly where did LAFC start to falter, bring up every excuse in the book. But the reality is, is now we're here. We're at this point. We're back in regular MLS play. We're in the final playoff push. This team needs to figure it out. They need to get something going again. We have Max back in goal. You have a whole entire LEFC2 roster now available. I would love to see our dads back in that starting position. So at this point, you have all the possibilities. Whether Dolo is looking to exercise that in the next couple of matches is yet to be known. I would like to think that is what he's thinking. But again, I don't know, you know his mindset, at least as of right now. But in terms of the match itself, it was very disappointing to see uh, Bawanga's goal get, get disallowed. Like, I understood the reasoning why. But as far as, like, the refereeing was happening for that second half, based on what I heard, it doesn't. it clearly does not match the first half of what was going on. Um, he should have not allowed that play to continue if it was going to go that way. But again, I mean, this is easily something that we could just take another half hour to deep dive into. But at the end of the day, LEFC just needs to figure it out, get their chess pieces in order. And in terms of Max being subbed out, of course, this is coming off as an educational guess here. But I've watched him in the LEFC 2 games. And I've said before, I've had my hesitation with him. I've had my reservations. Yes, he is almost back to that full 90, but when it comes to penalties, his timing has been off. So I was not surprised to watch him get subbed out, and I could only imagine that's kind of the reasoning behind it. Does that mean he's bad at penalties? I don't know. We haven't really seen him do it on the first team level still, but based on what I've watched with the second team, he he he's like the rest of the squad. They need more practice. I'll just be blunt about it. So take it as what it is, but it, it's been a rough ride the last couple of months. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we did run out of gas. Um, 
And I'll say this too. Um, I think things started turning the minute we we decided to surrender our home ground to our arch rival, play a bunch of children. Um, that did you know? I know you want to arrest people, but dude, um, <laughs> when it's okay to lose, it's okay to slip, right? I just don't, you know, seemed off from that point forward. I don't know about you guys, but it seemed like <laughs> what's the decline? But um, did it cause it? I don't know, but it just seemed conveniently at that time when things started going really south for us. Um, last take from you, Tony, before we throw it out to our supporters and see where their heads are at on this. Um, we have three games left in playoffs, so we better write the ship. And I am going to say this now. There is no easy game anymore. It's these are we have to go in all in and all and get everyone into prime position to make a deep run into the playoffs and hopefully win it. But after this, it's kind of like, I know everyone's saying Dolo out and stuff like that, but you can't Dolo is doing what he can, what he, what he's, what he's given. And yes, his substitutions or resting of players have been, and his mismanagement has been questionable, but until um, maybe next season, he'll be on a hotter seat. 100%, but right now, you can't really say that when he just, again, brought us a cup last year when we haven't had one with the last coach. So, Yeah, I mean, we'll see. If they tank out after the first round of the playoffs as maybe a low seed, I think the conversation will be different. If they go high seed and go deep into this thing and it doesn't work out, then then yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a guarantee he's in for next year. Um, it really does depend. There's still a lot to play for here. A whole lot to play for, right? It ain't over yet. Um, doesn't it looks bleak on the international stage and it's all done now, right? Tournaments are done. Now it's back to what MLS does. Um, after a long, silly, crazy season. Uh, but here we are. All right, I'm gonna throw this to the reactions and where where we are as supporters. So definitely join this conversation. We want to hear from you guys. We got about 24 comments lined up. So here we go. Uh, Burke on the mix. He says, look, looking forward to everyone's takes tonight. I hope, I hope you, <laughs> you heard it there. Uh, Dave Gomez says that was brutal. Ain't going to lie. Another cup. He loses. us. Yep. Falcon on as well. What's up, man? Soccer USA says, if you could give our offense a nickname, what it would, what, what would it be? Um, give it a band name. I could call it winger. Um, 10 guys and a dude that wears a nine. At times, um, yeah, uh, not enough. I think that would be the nickname. <laughs> not enough. Um, yeah. Dave says missed opportunities. Correct. Roberto Espinoza is on here. Uh, Soccer, you say, why do we hesitate so much going forward? I, I think it's the counterattacks they're worried about with Tigres um, because they're brutal on the counter. I think it was is careful uh, is what they were doing. And Roberto Espinoza says, J-Mac gets right on three pens. Heartbreak. On he did. Again, if you hit it right, I don't care who's in the goal. If you hit it right, they're not going to stop it. There are certain ways you can place the ball with enough pace. It does not matter who the hell is in the net. They're not getting there. Um, Soccer USA. I have a feeling the reason Butte keeps getting shows uh, is because um, it's in this contract. <laughs> yeah, for the loan, you never know, right? You never know. 
uh george uh carnesis hey good that you're on here says great show guys love your commentary i'm all i'm all caps fan but i love watching lafc play um it was cool watching keelini bicycle when we played uh, and buanga is a joy to watch hope to play it in the playoffs well i think we're kind of lined up right now i mean if we were to end it tomorrow i think we kind of there right it, it looks like a potential um yeah and we you know we i know i know a lot of friends are heading up that way uh for the next the next match so we'll see you for sure for sure i'm not sure i'll be there i'm still trying to work that out i'm not sure i'm gonna make that trip but uh playoffs you never know man uh roberto espinosa says the goal getting called back was so frustrating i'll add my two cents yes it was a violation just like it's a violation when the guys do their throw-ins i don't know 30 percent of the throw-ins seem to be slightly illegal and nobody cares right have you guys ever seen the goal called back on a throw-in legit this was like one of those deep ones but no and and excuse me if i'm maybe naive but have we ever seen a goal called back from a rolling ball that starts the play and is ignored by the referee usually if it's like a foul throw or a ball placed in the wrong place a double touch with the ball it's immediately knocked down and not done not waved off by the referee only to come back later it's ridiculous it is again the rule was broken but the process was insane and half the crowd didn't even know what happened. They just saw a weird restart and went, what? Yeah, terrible. Uh, Dave says he doesn't want to switch keepers next time. I get it. I get it. Uh, Roberto Snoza, those pens were godsend. It was such a tragedy, but where there is tragedy, there's a chance at redemption. True, true. Uh, Soccer USA says, thoughts on Vela Terreados. I mean, the rumors are always going to fly for Vela. Um, you never know in this world where he ends up, if he stays, if he goes, we'll see. Um, it's like we have a friend from Israel on asking if you've ever been to Israel. Um, no, I have not, but one day maybe, uh, cool. Uh, Dave Gomez says we don't win MLS cup. It's a failed season. I mean, yeah, right. And it's still you know, beautiful to win a cup, but man so much lost in this year true true supporter shield's gone too i mean i gonna be that guy it's gone too but um i think it gets clinched this weekend i believe so we'll talk about that too as we get into the magic numbers uh yeah you're right i mean it's all we can do right now that's all that's left uh burke fournier does buke have blackmail on someone i don't understand why we keep going to him in big situations uh ordaz is better i'm with you on ordaz man um, I don't get it. He's a grinder. We needed a grinder. He would have had fun with this nonsense. All that physical play, he would have been all about it. <laughs> he would have enjoyed it. Um, he would have made it just like, yeah, just like Oveda rises to it and Plasios rises to the physical play. I think Ordaz would have too. Um, Saki would say, we keep playing at a level to where referees affect outcomes. We need to play better. I think this is what we got, guys um this is what they do this is the energy we have this is this is as good as it gets for us in this current squad again the faces that aren't here this year as opposed to last year let's let's be real i mean who was on the head of, end of that header he's long gone and you, and you bring mario as the the guy come on i mean it's not comparable right um 
they got Escobar that went sent, you know, went out and we have Palencia now. And I'm not, I'm not sure there either guys. Uh, Escobar was pretty fun. Um, yeah, it's just not, it's not the same squad. Uh, there's, there's changes. It's that simple. Um, let's see. Anthony Bermudez, uh, Steve got, got to go cause the tactics are crazy. I understand why he, he, he out McCarthy, but, but that was last year. McCarthy hasn't saved a penalty since the MLS cup. I knew once Mads came out, game was over. I, I didn't, I was okay with it. I got, I understood why, um, I've seen it before different levels, even higher levels than what we're doing. Uh, specialists are specialists and that that's what they went with. Again, they get paid the big bucks to make the gambles and they lose. They hear from it. Right. Uh, that that's the norm, but yeah, uh, I don't think he was the story or the reason why we lost. He's not the reason why we lost. It's, it's finishing. That's why we lost. Um, getting the job done, it, and it's been like that all year, is, is when you get the chances, you take them, you finish them, you move on. Teams that are beating us are getting one or two chances and putting them away. And while we need like 18, there's your differences. Um, we missed two. That's why. And they were they were weak shots. That's why. Um, I don't put it on the goalkeepers here at all. At all. And I don't think they're the story. Uh, Soccer USA, maybe overanalyzing it, but as soon as the game was over, I saw pissed off Mario Mealy go into the tunnel. Suddenly he wasn't happy, but I wonder if he was upset about not playing. Uh, I think a lot of that had to do with the commotion at the sidelines. There was some nonsense going on in this. There was also a lot of a lot of jawing by, by the Tigris players where you would want to react, and we didn't. We couldn't in the moment, right, because it's all seen. Um, yeah, I mean, general frustration because we lost again. I mean, you go out there as a professional athlete and lose this many competitions in a short amount of time and see how you feel. We're fans, it hurts. But imagine being the guys that put those boots on and they're responsible for this. If, you, if you're licking your wounds, imagine how many wounds are getting licked right now, you know, within the locker and how what they're talking about today. Right. I, you know, if it's brutal here, just imagine it there. Press conferences are press conferences, but in that locker room, man, I can only imagine uh, where their heads are at right now. It, it's brutal for them, too. I mean, they're the ones living it. For sure. Right, Roberto. Three of four, he was the right direction. I, I don't know what else you want from him. I mean, really. Um, he says squad needs to be hungry. They I again on field, I thought they were. It's just it's quality, man. It's quality. In this game, it was quality. The guy that could take it to the next level and, and it didn't happen. Um, and yeah, I think the disinterest is in the season games. I mean that Philly match was was probably one of the worst. I know tactically what they were doing, but good lord, man! You want to bore people to death? That's a good one. But it wasn't. It didn't feel LAFC, that's for sure. Um, and then the St. Louis match, I, I dude, I don't get it. <laughs> you needed that one, but yeah, I get you, man. I do, I do. All right, so those are our comments for now. We will come on after we preview the other match and talk about a little bit about the numbers where we're at and of course cover community news and i'm just going to shift right to community news for tony here tony what have you got for community sir nothing too much as right now because again we just had a game but as you know we have a tailgate this weekend uh the final tailgate of this of the season for the regular season yes we do have a game wednesday but wednesday tailgates are always harder to implement so 
Get Out There, um, as well as the uh, Fan Fest will be available again for the final game of the season. So get out there, have fun, meet some new people, and get ready for the next game, which is the final tailgate. And I'm pumped with that as well. Of course, Malfasio Futsal Court is still going on. Donations are still needed to build this court. If you want to donate, go to lafc.com slash mofacio and donate as much as you can. Um, I know sometimes life is tough, but once we get this field built, we can finally use it for the community as well as ourselves for Supporter Cup. There we go. There we go. Um, it keeps dragging on, man. We need help there. That's for sure. Um, all right, I will throw this over to Araceli, LAFC uh, 2 updates. Do we have anything you want to throw in for this week? Well, for LAFC 2, their season is officially over. They ended their inaugural season on the road in San Jose, where they fell to the Earthquakes 1-0, where the Quakes, uh, Buda and Blancas, dismantled the back line in the 56th minute for the game winner and to secure the final playoff spot. So unfortunately, LESC2 was not able to play that spoiler role. But if anything, at least they finished in 13th place with a 6-15-7 record. Their home record being the best, well, not quote-unquote the best out of it with a 4-7-3. And let's put it this way. If there was a wooden spoon for Next Pro, Carson would be winning it. So <laughs> there's that at least. But otherwise, um, just kind of a quick little rundown of LAFC 2 season. I've already gone over the record, but they've had two players signed to the to a first team. Oh, excuse me, to a first team contract, uh, Bajun Darbo and Diego Rosales, as well as having multiple first team call ups, mostly coming from Christopher Jaime and Yukasen Suba, and of course we still have Ryan Ayub in Germany with Bayern. I have not heard any updates regarding his situation over there, if he's playing with the team or what is going on. But regardless, it is still great to see that our boys are getting recognized by the first team, let alone other teams. Um, I believe Dolan Meyer is still out on loan. So it, it's been an interesting season, to say the least. I know I've said multiple times that, especially in the very beginning, they did not seem to gel well as a team, but as the season progressed, we started to see more positive results from them. So I am hoping for a better second season from the boys. Otherwise, as I mentioned earlier, MLS Next Pro playoffs begin tomorrow night. They actually kick off here in Kansas City, where SKC2 is going to be hosting Austin. So... Uh, as I've mentioned before, if you are still curious about MLS Next Pro, I highly recommend that you follow our playoff runs. Um, the championship game itself will be on October 22nd. And as of now, the postseason runs through Denver. Yes, believe it or not, Rapids 2 claimed the, top, the overall top seed, including winning their division title. So should they advance, they championship game will be in denver at least the rapids get to celebrate something <laughs> regardless <If> it, yeah. 
<laughs> All matches will be on Apple TV, and you can find the full schedule out right now on our socials, Twitter, Instagram, and also, too, today we gave out our end-of-season awards to Damian Loss from Austin for Goalkeeper of the Year, Eric Boucher of uh, the Rapids 2. He earned Coach of the Year and et cetera. As I said, you can find all of the information on Twitter. And beyond that, yeah, I'm just getting ready to do playoff run. And it's been a very hectic week, but I'm excited. <laughs> There we are. Thank you for the update. Extensive update on, on MLS next. Um, yeah, boys didn't have the season they wanted, but we definitely featured some players that we're going to look forward to seeing next year if they stick with us. Um, there is a lot of potential within that roster. It didn't gel as much as we'd like it to, but it's there. So thank you for, for covering them this year and their their inaugural run. Again, at least we finished higher than Carson, so that that's always nice to see. Uh We'll take that away. And of course, the max, the max restart match. Um, we both got to experience that mm -hmm. um at Titan Stadium. And and I don't know about you guys, but dude, that was very emotional and, and, and awesome to see to the point where now. And I think even Tony got to see them win six to zero. So he did. He did. He got to see the <laughs> so we all got to experience something with them. At least we got the positive moments, right? We got positive mm -hmm. moments. There weren't a lot of them, but we we all got lucky. I guess we need to go to more games so there's more positive moments. Yeah, there it goes. Um, all right, so that is it for LAFC 2 this year. Uh, of course, Aristotle is going to keep us posted as things go along to see who pulls this thing off and wins the whole thing. Um, yeah, uh, back, to, back to the full playoff run with the big boys. Um, back to the focus. So thank you, Araceli, uh, for that. Um, and yeah, on that note, I'm actually going mm -hmm. to hit and hop off here for you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Araceli, for that. I know you had to, you had to take off. So, um, <laughs> you rock. We'll see you for the next one, of course. And we, we, we keep moving forward. Have a good night, Araceli. Yeah. See you guys. And that brings us to the black and gold vinyl club minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I got a lie, man. I, I, that was really really hard finding a song um after that moment and i think we've covered utah bands pretty pretty, pretty <laughs> heavily so i ain't gonna lie i'm not feeling the, the the utah vibe am i am i wrong in this tony i mean did you get anything out of this no i did not get anything out of this for the utah vibe I, again coming off the loss i don't think it was the right i don't know Carol's i feel like singing yeah maybe Careless Whisper by George Michael. Dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, that works. I was listening to Metric, which I should save that for Vancouver. Let's be honest, a Canadian band. So I'll save them. Um, Careless Whisper, maybe. Um, Hank Williams, that's definitely a vibe today. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, right. You're cheating heart for the referee. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm there. I was listening to a bit of that today, but we'll put it there. We'll throw a Hank Williams uh, old school stuff out there and have fun with that, guys. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess it's time to uh, move it on over and <laughs> get to uh, get to the preview. So uh, before I want to talk about the match itself, I do want to cover a little bit of the magic numbers and where we're at. Playoff picture and what it's going to look like to the finish here. 
and what percentages there are. Because if those, those of you that watch that crazy game in Austin with a three-hour delay in the middle of the night, um, talk, talk about a mutually assured destruction. Uh, both sides kind of did that and took themselves out, and their, their chances of both making it are pretty much dead because nobody got a full three points. And you know what I'm talking about? Yes, Austin and Carson. So um, we'll start at the top, you know, the relevant teams. Uh, St. Louis, of course, in the West. And I only worry about the West. Let's be real. Um, East is the East. We'll talk about them later. But St. Louis City, of course, is on top. They've got 53 points. We follow behind with 45. They're definitely pulling away 16 total wins as well. So catching them on wins, that ain't happening. Um, they're now an 86% chance of finishing in first. They can finish no less than fifth place if they were to lose out. And honestly, it's still probably going to finish um, one or two, even if they lose out. So there is that. LASC, of course, still only a 6% chance of stealing the top seed at this point uh, because of what we've done these last few games where we've squandered them. Uh, 20, a 37% chance of finishing second, 23rd, and it just drops heavy at that point. So as you see, percentages have us, even if we're doing terrible, um to still somehow come out with home field in the first round so that's nice sounders are right behind us it was weird as everyone's right behind us it is very tight um sounders are at 45 then dynamo's at 43 congrats to the dynamo winning the osa open cup and taking that tournament seriously and and uh to Corey baird and a few others that we know rather well uh getting that chance to lift lift the trophy it's kind of nice right um so good on them for for taking down the the you know intermessy saga and getting a trophy um real salt lake also 43 points uh white caps 42 uh timbers 42 jeez man all the way down uh, earthquakes at 41 and then dallas at 40 with the last playoff spot of course knocking on the door sporting kansas city sitting with 38 then minnesota with 37 austin with 35 galaxy with 34 and the Rapids, if they're a relegation, they'd earn it uh, at 23. Now, what do we know? Um, Sporting Kansas City's got about a 75% chance of missing because of schedule. Uh, Minnesota, about a 69% chance of missing the playoffs at this stage, again, because of the matches they have to play. Um, Austin, 8% chance of making it. Yeah. Um, and Galaxy at 5. So, um the outside's looking in looks pretty locked in. It's it's where things are going to place. And again, the difference between the last seed and the second seed, because yeah, St. Louis is done, um, five points with a few games to go. It's real. It's real. Um, looking at remaining schedules and what we have to do at this stage. Um, yeah, we got Real Salt Lake this weekend. We got Minnesota on the 4th. Um, and then we go on the road for our last two, uh, October 7th at Austin, who could be out by that point officially. Um, and the white caps who are again, knocking at the door. It's going to be a competitive match all the way to the last day, uh, because everyone's kind of still, still in it except for Austin. Yeah. Pretty wild. Of course, adding in the whole Chicho thing, it gets a little more dynamic, of course. Uh, so that's our numbers. That's where we're at. This is what we're dealing with. Um, going into this. So what do we need to do? Ultimately get momentum, no matter the result, get momentum, um, find, find a way to get your home games handled. Um, we'll see how the road games go. Uh, 
but get a couple wins, lock yourself in and figure out what works best. I mean, that that's really where we're at. First seed ain't going to happen. Like I said, mathematically, yes. Realistically, no. Um, and, and that's where we're at. Tony, your, your thoughts on the numbers at this stage and, and, and how interesting it's all broken down. It's kind of looking like a, um, a old premiership table where you never know who could run, run the table really quick, but yeah. Um, it's again, this is the position we could have had and it's 20, what is it? 20, 2021 vibes, Chicho days, especially since we're facing Chicho where it came down to the last wire to make the playoffs. And now we could potentially lose home field advantage for some of our games. And Easily. it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not looking great. If again, they're not easy games. I'm not going to say, Oh, we should beat this team. We should. And stuff like that. Cause our runner form is not saying we, we have easy games. So we just gotta take it game by game it's like the best way to say it we played 30 games some of played 31 and your spread is five points between the last seed and and, mm-hmm. and second seed five points after all these games that's how tight the west is right now guys so you know to claim elite status over everybody else and you've got a five point swing it's posturing that's all it is at this point um, what that tells me is anybody could take anyone when it comes to the playoffs in the West. And now with the three-game series, yeah, this could get fun. This could get real fun. If you tank your first game and go back to the other guy's house, yeah, you're in trouble, right? So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, we'll, <laughs> again, better to have two at home than only one at home because we're notoriously bad on the road this year. Um could you imagine two games in Vancouver? I'll just leave it at that. Um, on turf? Yeah, it's real, guys. We got to do something here. Um, all right. So outside of the magic numbers, let's talk about the actual football. That's why we're here. So quick, where we're at, where we're going. Um, Salt Lake, again, 12-7-11. We're 12-9-9. Our separation is two points. They could pass us with a win. It's that simple. Uh, Tony, how have we been the last five? How have they been in the last five? I was like, how have we been in the last five? I mean, we've been in the last five. I can throw it out there. I got it. Yeah. Here, but all right. So again, last five for us. Uh, last three games, no wins, right? Two draws and a loss. We got that random win against, you know, bottom dweller galaxy. Um, and then losing to Portland on the road, where on the other side, Salt Lake took out the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, that one. Um, not too far from us, right? A big win for them. They passed them in the stands because of it. Then they lost to Dallas at home and the earthquakes on the road, and then got mm-hmm. a win against Colorado and a loss against Portland in, in Portland. So uh, again, they're, they're kind of muddling through trying to find their way. The one thing we do know is that they've pretty much scored every game. Um, they're not getting shut out. That's something to be said. Because we know that we haven't scored in three games, so and it's close to real. It's yeah. by a goal. It's been by a goal. The only one that's been mm-hmm. over two goals is against the loss against Dallas, which again Dallas is a team to always watch out for because of their development and their youth. Yeah, you know, and and they were they had they had you know Chicho coming late into this thing. Total goals, real talk. We have forty four. They have forty two. 
So if you want to talk smack about where, where we're at, where they're at, you can't. You just can't. Um, goal difference, of course, they're negative three. Right? So that's mm-hmm. an issue. Um, you know, and, and goals against is 45. So if you're going to look at a problem, it's their defense. Again, they produce goals. They just let in a bunch. And that that's a problem for them. That's a real problem for them. Um, talking about players that stand out, and Obama usually does that. I don't mind jumping in and, and, and going for it. Um, just looking at their stats so far, top scores. Uh, Jefferson Savarino has six goals, 22 matches played. Glad, five after 29 matches played. Musovsky, yeah, you know that guy, right? He's got five. Orango's got five goals in nine games. Oh, yeah, that's what number nines do. Um, man, we miss that, don't we? Um, Crylock after that, Julio after that, assist men. Um, Gomez has six, Tavarino has six, Ruiz has six. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of all over the place, right? They they spread out their points, that's what they've done. Um, if you want to look at potential lineups and what we might see, um, from the squad, um, you know, last game again, win against Salt Lake, no big deal there, right. They actually filled it a 4-4-2. They had Glad and Vera uh, as their center backs, Oviedo and Ineli as their outside backs, uh, Lofelsund and Palacio as their central mid with Gomez and Luna on the outside. Uh, Musaski and Arango. Yeah, those guys. Remember those good old days? Yeah, those are the guys up top. So uh, familiar faces looking to beat us, guys. That's what we're dealing with in this game. Um, goalkeeping, of course, Zach McMath doing Zach McMath things capable of doing some wild stuff so uh that was their last lineup um if i go farther back if i see any trends outside of that um they're lost to to dallas of course um it was a rongo and crylock up top um ojeda palacios in the middle of savarino and chang so it was a very different lineup that game but again 442 is what it was so i don't expect much different it's what you're going to see from these guys uh the story is can we stop our old boy We've done it once this year, right? We took them out already once this year. Um, held them to, what, no shots? So we have done this before. Um, now at crunch time, we have to do it again after suffering a horrible defeat. Um, yeah, mindset's going to be tough. Uh, it's mental strength. I think it's going to be a big story here. Um, yeah, uh, that, that that's where we're at. Um, I look to you, Tony, man. Your thoughts about RSL season. I know it's been up and down, but I think more up now that the changes have been made, right? Well, it kind of reminds me of when we got Ticho, you know, with Salt Lake. It's literally the same, like, saga of their, you know, struggling team, not doing so great. Here comes this player from South America coming in. Scoring grinder goals, putting them back in top into playoff races. It's very similar to what it is. So it's for the future. If Salt Lake can get their stuff together, (laughs) (laughs) together, they could potentially. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So if they get their backline together, they could probably strive for a, a run in the cup next year, maybe this year. But it's like, you know, it's very shocking not shocking with what the production is with them it's again this is a very parody league the west is very strong and you don't know who's going to come out of it unlike the east where you have your top cup top teams and then you have your bottom feeders and so i 
the way we're playing, the way everything it is, I don't, ex- I don't, I'm not taking them lightly. No, and like I said, we did well against them, but I, to me, at this point, the approach is different. Again, an MLS team two months ago is not an MLS team today. Everyone knows that the teams kind of go through this massive formation by about August where they start playing for keeps, right? They kind of go through the motions before that. You play just good enough, right? Get your results you need to move on or not. Uh, and then you wake up for the last two months before the before the playoff or before the you know decision day. Um, we're here now. Like everything is tight. Everything feels like a playoff game. This is kind of how MLS operates. And so what we saw last time is not going to be what we saw this time. It's going to be a much tighter game, a tougher game. Again, us, we're going to be a big story. Is Where are our heads at in this moment? Who's going to play? Who's going to feature? What are we going to do? Uh, ultimately, it's going to be us. We decide this. So, you know, looking at, at our roster, Tony, um, we saw what we had last game. Center back pairing. I think we have a different story here. I know it was Keelini and and Long. Do you think it's going to be the same there? Um, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be Kalini because he played a full That's ninety it. against that game. So it's like, if anything, if we see him, we see him as a sub, or we just save him for the next game because we do have a mid game coming up this week. Um, Long can possibly be in. Um. Morio's a definite, and Maldonado's could be another definite one. So if I would be a betting man, I would say Maldonado and Murray. Murray. I'm thinking probably Long and Murillo for my take on this. Maldonado potentially, but I think Long, he's okay on the short rest, and we and we still need to secure points here. Um, if Keeling, I just I'd be surprised. He's done a lot. Uh, you could see in the warm-ups, he was doing off-the-ball training for warming up a little extra than the others uh, because of his calves. At least that's what I could see in warm-ups. Um, he's on limited minutes. Outside backs, of course, um, you have the three that to, to choose from, right? You have Palencia, you have Hollingshead, you have Palacios. Palacios, of course, is your first choice on the left side. He went through a very disappointing finish this last game. He's got to be the guy, right, Tony? I mean, he's going to go back in the left back. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like if we if he's there, he's he's there again. He's still young. Yeah. He can still keep going multiple games at short rest. So there's no problem with that. And then of course you have your as you'll go into it, the right back, which is most likely yeah. tried and true Hollingshead. But at some point we have to eventually give him some rest or in this offseason pick up another right back. Jeez. Uh, you know, I think this is the game where Hollingshead takes a break. I really do. Um, we've got a couple tough road games ahead of us. There's some turf involved. Hollingshead had the missed penalty. That ain't a good feeling for anybody. Um, and Palencia sitting there waiting to go. So, the, you know, the, that alternating thing is something that we've done a bit with. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Palencia gets to start in this one. Now, midfield situation, that's a whole nother thing. You have Sanchez, you have Acosta, you have Tillman to look at, you have Bogush to look at. We know last time it was Acosta, Sanchez, Bogush. Short time going in. Do we do big changes here? I'll go to you, Tony. Um, two sits. Do you think it's going to be Bogush this time? Acosta, what, where do you think? Where do you got on your midfield? I would have Bogush, honestly, and Acosta probably subbing in. I would rather have him start, but it's going to be starting him. And since Tillman came off the bench, Tillman's going to be the, the one to do that, but he has to show a lot more. Maybe we like kind of change the lineup a little bit. And what was it? Um, Fufu, Fifi? 
um comes yeah, in. Yeah, Krostev. That's yeah, Krostev. That's all Um yeah, I mean again, he was in the abyss for this last match, so mm-hmm. maybe he plays this time and, and could it be Sanchez, Krostev, Tillman? I could see that happening. And Sanchez gets limited minutes and 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 we see a move there. Um could could happen, that's for sure. Up top, um, you know, Oveda Buanga Vela was your standard last game. It seems to be the winning the winning combination. Um, we need points. I'll throw it out there. I think you're going to see the exact same setup up top. Tony, do you think there's going to be changes? Um, I don't see any changes. Again, we don't know about Mario's conditioning at the moment because if you've noticed, he hasn't played in the last two games. But no official word if he's hurt or anything. And then Dolo says you'll find out moving forward if what his progress or condition status is. So we don't know if he picked up a uh, a little nick and or a kink in his leg or something, but he seems doubtful. Uh, I would honestly would want to see Mario in this lineup just because I want him some playing time. I want to see where he's actually, um, where he actually stands on a full game at home against a good-ish team. I say again, but I kind of want him to get into his reps in and again these are the times to get him his reps and not in important games where he just got in flown in and just got into the team yeah it's against colorado i get a full a full transformation um yeah we'll we'll see again ordas is another guy that we're gonna see him again like really is this what's happening with this guy we just We've taken him out. Buke, is he going to get a random start since we seem to love him so much and what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I just want to see us get some points and move on. <clears throat> we got to secure it and let's go. Um, we'll see where that's at. Um, of course, in goal, I, I don't think there's any question Max is back. Max is building up for the playoffs. No question. No debate. Mm-hmm. I don't think there nope. is one, right, Tony? Nope. nope. No debate on that one, huh? All right, so I'm going to throw it over to our supporters now, see where they're at on this. I know we're going a little longer. I think we had to go longer, honestly. Um, let's see. We've got – who do I want to go? Soccer USA had a funny comment about uh, the second division. Instead of a wooden spoon, next pro should have a plastic spork, right, and a sippy cup to go along with it since it's developmental. Um, Let's see. I'm going to move forward. Moving, moving, moving. Small says, impatience for victory will guarantee defeat. Black and gold forever will get another shot. I, you know, I, I know the way the organization is. They're not going to sit on things. And if, if it stays bad for long, relatively bad, right? I mean, we're second seed right now. Um, you know, changes will happen. They're not going to sit on that. That's for sure. Oh, Soccer USA says, do you think potentially not having any Champions League games next season could hurt our chances of landing a superstar DP? Did it hurt Miami? I don't think so. I, it can work into it uh, at the end of the day. Look, what do we get next year? We get US Open Cup and Leagues Cup. That's what we get next year. Unless somehow we win, right? And then it is a different, a different ball game, right? And you're back in the show again. Congratulations. You're you're right in the mix again. Um, yeah, no club world cup. Uh yeah. Um, threw that one out. But there's a lot to play for next year anyway. Um, again, 
Open Cup is a goal for us if the others aren't there. So if you're not playing for Champions League, your goal is Open Cup. Right? That's your NIT tournament. Um, and then you've got you've got the League's Cup that I guess is going to happen. What, every, is this happening every year, Tony? I think I think that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Yeah. So crazy doing this. <laughs> Money's right. Yeah, MLS. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's more to play for, and there's more profile stuff. And honestly, if you want to ease a star in, that's that's kind of a good way to do it. And then you build up and, and make your run. Uh, Roberto, you're with me. Man, I miss Chicho. I miss the Chicho vibes. I miss this. He was always a fun guy to talk to. Um, really did have the LAFC vibe more than most on our team right now. Um, yeah, it's tough to see him in another color. Same with Rossi. It's tough to see him in other colors, but that's life. That's football. Uh, Roberto, this one was, I'd be shocked if if we if I got a DP. No, no, it's over. This is the roster. Um, next year's the story and what we buy next year. Again, that would be potentially two if they expand. So we'll see. Uh, Soccer USA says Chicho would have taken that second PK instead of Tillman. Yes, in the red card, if that isn't given right, our offensive players are still in the game instead of taking out to survive. And so we have a completely different lineup of kick takers. But a game story is a game story, right? Things happen. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not looking forward to the playoff format-wise. No, it's long, it's ugly, and then there's an international break in the middle again. Um, and we go into December with these long slog tournaments. Ah, I don't get it. Too many games. Too many darn games. Soccer USA, what are the differences in the playoffs this year format-wise? Three-game playoff. That's your difference. A ton of games. Instead of that one-off, like, hey, random going to take it. Now you got three-game playoffs. Again. <laughs> Roberto says Fifi. I- I'm just going to say Crostive. I give up. Crostive. There you go. Uh, lunch special Geo. Everything is over. We're definitely not winning MLS Cup. Just got to think about next year now. Dude, odds are stacked against us. Reality. Uh, they are. They are, unless somehow everybody gets healthy and gets gets wise. I yeah, I I get you, man. I get I get the dread. Um, thankfully it's MLS and we're dealing with MLS teams, and there's no Liga Mekis teams that can sneak into MLS Cup. So, um, and and steal our lunch money. So <laughs> maybe we can still make our run. Honestly, I think the East is going to be a bloodbath more than the West. I think the West could be more predictable in its action. But again, you have an expansion team that's the top seed. If they get tanked, then we become the big dog. Okay, we just got to get through that first round because I bet you Cincinnati will probably get bounced as well. So it could fall into our laps, guys, if if some upsets happen and we get some some friendly draws and 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 you know we get we get the games we want. Right? You you never know in this type of playoff format what's going to turn out because it's new again. So we'll see. But the East, I think you're going to see some crazy upsets. Okay, Soccer says, how much will RSL want for Chicho this offseason? I don't know. He's not for sale, I don't think. He's a star player there now. He's kind of their face right now. They're, there's all love there, and he seems happy. So the, the, Chicho, the Chicho plan is, is gone. It's got to be new faces now, a new movement for sure. We missed the guy, but, yeah, it's, it's time. Um, Roberto Spinoza says, I think we have a shot at MLS Cup redemption. We do. That's the thing. We do. We still have the quality. We do. 
Um, we're not good enough for Liga Mekki sides. That seems to be pretty obvious at this point. We don't do well in finals. But if it falls in our lap, it falls in our lap. You never know. I mean, look, you took probably the two most difficult teams to play against in the last two games, and you managed zero zeros on the road where you should have probably stole the game. Those are probably the hardest teams you're going to play. I know Cincinnati's there, but you know how it works with top seeds. Supporter Shield means early exit. So unless, you know, it's us doing crazy things like last year, but I don't see that for Cincinnati. Um, Let's see. <laughs> Roberto Espinoza, man, this is the longest season ever. Holy crap. Between CCL, Open Cup, MLS Season Cup champions. Uh, things long. Yeah, we go to December. This thing goes to December, guys. And you have an international break in November before the playoffs actually begin. What? Yeah, it never ends. And the players, I guess, report back in February. That's the real world now. Yeah, it's long for sure. Uh, Soccer USA seems uh, Champions League game in Costa Rica seems like 10 years ago. Yeah, I think my kids are even taller since then. Um, it's been a year, guys. Definitely. It feels like an eternity ago. Never going to forget it, though. That was fun. All that hope we had back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Don't cry, Tony. Uh, I'll do it for you. No, it's all good. Uh, you're right, man. This has been one hell of a journey, and and now now the, the league stuff takes off. International stuff's over, and I got to go domestic again. So let's do it. That's where we're at. All right. So thank you guys for the comments. Again, y'all did great. Y'all rock keeping us going thank you guys um <laughs> roberto he throws in man i thought we were winning everything well i didn't expect nothing right Oof, craziness um all right so there we go first and foremost thank you guys um that's why we're here that's why you guys come in we love hearing from you never let up always throw your opinions out there if they're harsh let them be harsh they've earned it they've definitely earned it um all right tony guess it's your turn final thoughts <laughs> uh final thoughts of the day is pretty much um no matter what's going on through the good the bad we support our team and we're going through a rough patch but at the end of the day this is our team and no one's and we just keep supporting this because we you know live and die by this team and you know if you don't then you know this you're more of a cat more of a fan than a supporter and i don't want to alienate fans but that's how it is it's you know uh you're either really mad of a loss or you say it's another loss and you move forward uh besides that again this weekend's coming up game day early game so tailgate yeah. will probably start super early so remember hydrate drink responsibly and you know make sure you can go full 90 like always and i would love to see the same thing that happened against tigres with the crowd in the stadium but baby steps baby steps because we're still a young club um other than that you know since bam is not here i'll read what he always says it's okay not to be okay reach out you know have a conversation with a friend catch a movie or something like that because you never know what someone's going through and again this is we always bring this up because as most of us know we all go through you know points in time where we our mental health is not the greatest and we use like me joseph and bam use each other as our people to you know bring ourselves up even during the worst of time even during lafc season because sometimes this team takes a mental toll on us and everything in the background so 
again, reach out. Um, if you ever need anything, reach out to myself, Joseph, Bam, um, or any best friends or anything like that. You know, play a game, video games, anything like that. But, you know, it's okay not to be okay. An outlet is always a good thing. That's for sure. Especially football is a beautiful outlet to have. Wins or losses, it's still fun. Um, thank you, Tony, for that. Again, look out for each other. That's essential. today. This weekend, definitely do it even more so since it's an early game. And there's potential for shenanigans. So, yeah, look out for each other. It's, it's important. And I know a lot of emotions were all over the place after last night. So, yeah, check in with friends. See where their heads are at. It's, it, it's good to do. Um, on my end, again, we don't have time to cry for too long, right? Mm -hmm. It hurts today. We talk about it today. We deal with it. We move on. Um, we have a right to be pissed. You should be pissed um let it out in the north end go crazy um support them even more now uh because trust me if, if you're feeling it in your gut trust me these guys are too you think i think carlos favela feels right now towards the end of his career where he thought he could get all this glory and it's gone now um trust me they're hurting too uh they're not alone in this one that's for sure um on that note again thank you guys for all that you do you know how we end this show like we always do, the final word. So, Tony. Stay golden, Los Angeles. And for me, to all of you, uh, stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.